Welcome to episode three of Candor's Candor. Uh, once again, with Kyle Candor Valley, our creative director, and me, Dreamweaver. Um, this is the last episode that we have before we start accepting questions from you guys. Uh, first two episodes are up. I believe you're already listening to them. They've been announced. And I think, uh, no, no, I know by this time, uh, you should already be asking questions in our episode four question thread. So hopefully you're doing that and you're getting your questions in before that gets closed. Um, when this episode comes out, I believe you'll have like maybe a day or two left to get those questions in. Um, but I'm super excited. Uh, we're getting good feedback from the first two episodes already, and we're super excited to continue doing this for you guys. So thank you for your responses to the first episode and let's get into our first question. Um, so Kyle. Yes. The players, not the players, that sounds too broad. There have been players over the last few years and recently that have talked about how they feel like the game is moved away from casual players. Uh, do you want to address that at all? Do you want to talk about kind of your feelings on that, your philosophy surrounding the game? Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely not doing it consciously. It's not a conscious effort to move away from casual players. Um, in fact, we just discussed with the game update that's coming out um, soon, TM, just to make sure that we have a version of... We, so we're putting in the new the new dungeons that we talked about previously, the shootout at Diaku Corral and stuff, and to make sure that the, you know, the solo version of the dungeon is definitely um, set up towards casuals. I have seen people saying they feel like they have to do all this progress with their stats and their gear and their stuff to be able to progress. And I mean, that's why I want to say three expansions, four expansions ago, we started putting in the crate gear, which is basically a set of gear that should be able to get you through all the solo content without, you know, without having to do too much work. And then also it's set up so that, you know, the solo quest gear that you receive from quests or upgrades um, to the gear you have. And, and, you know, we, we definitely try to make sure that, you know, solo dungeons and solo content is casual friendly. So um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm unclear where they are getting the idea that we're getting away from that. I mean, there's art, the game is very, granulated and there's many layers to it and it's it's how much um how far you want to go right like if you want to you know work your way up from solo to heroic gear you should be able to do that you should be able to play um in the heroic gear that's dropping um from the you know from the base dungeons um so <clears throat> but that's heroic which is no longer really super and also i don't want to confuse casual with solo um so i feel like you should be able to make progression from from starting a new expansion to the solo overland quests to the base heroic stuff without too much effort if, if that's not the case it definitely should be so i mean we have so many different layers of players we have 
we have players who are fully solo. They just want to solo. They don't want to play with other players or maybe they just want to play with their family members or friends. Um, we have players who are diehard heroic players who, you know, want to conquer all the heroic stuff and do all the challenge heroic stuff. And, you know, and then we have <laughs> multiple tiers of Raiders, you know, we have the, and going back to the heroic, you know, there's, I feel like from talking to people that, you know, pugs are not a thing and they should be, and that's probably something we should address. Um, we do try to put in at least one set of dungeons every expansion um, that is set up to where it's not super complicated and people should be able to, you know, do pickup groups in that. And then going forward to raiders, which there's, I mean, I don't even know how many tiers of raiding you have, you know, your casual raid guilds, which should be able to progress and get gear. You have your, you know, all the way up to your hardcore raiders who want and have to have everything. So um, there's a lot of layers. It's, you know, this <laughs> very intricate um, cake, but we're, we're definitely not consciously moving away from casuals. That's the okay. short answer. <laughs> that's that's the short answer. Don't worry, guys. Those are our short answers to these things. <laughs> right. All right. Um, I mean, that's that's a good that's a good note. I, I think it also points out that we're kind of always thinking about these things. It's not something that we're static on, especially you guys as a development team. It's not like you've made. Not only it's not like you've made a conscious decision to step away from them, but you're also making conscious decisions to make sure they're still included. And while those yeah. may always hit exactly mm -hmm. where we want them to, it's still something we're doing that addresses or um, we adjust as we see the feedback. Right. I mean, we have so many different play styles. I mean, when when EQ two, you know, kind of first launched, it was kind of this big world of you had to play with people and it was kind of hardcore and you had to group to even get through overlands and, you know, that kind of thing. And then back in the day we added a, well, we started adding solo content um, and we've stuck with keeping solo content. There's always a good amount of solo. I mean, that was the whole progression where we started turning all of our heroic dungeons into solo dungeons. It's Cause it used to be, you know, there was, your solo content was the overlands and the quests in the overlands that you could do. And that was it. And then if you wanted to do anything else, you had to group or raid. Right. And we've moved past that where we now add solo. I mean, there was, so I want to go back to like altar of malice where we did solo dungeons and then we did casual dungeons, which were like even easier and lower level. Um, I don't, remember how successful those were it wasn't like people raved about them and also every year we have to pick and choose what we can do with the time and the people that we have so i mean again we have not made a conscious decision to move away from casuals that's completely the opposite we try to make sure that we provide content for casuals so i would definitely be curious and would want to know um, from those players like 
what is it that's giving you that idea? Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, moving on to something else that's kind of um, something that we've wanted to talk about because players have mentioned it, but duplicate agents and overseers. You get a lot of them. I get a lot of them. Janinja gets a lot of them. G-Ninja. I don't know how to say his name. Every time I read it, is it G-Ninja? Is it Janinja? It's, it's Ninja. Gonna, it's Ninja. The, it's the ninja G is with silent. The G yes. is silent. I hate yes. that. Yes. I used I to call him. So much. I used to call him Ganinja. Which, I'm going to call him Ginja. Know, if anyone remembers the old space coaster, there's no Ganus like good Ganus with Gary Ganu. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I uh, I like it, and I I feel like I'm just going to call him Ginja or Ginja like that. Just going to say it like that because it bothers me. Um. So duplicate duplicate agents and overseer. Um, what are we What are we talking about doing with them? What do you think the future plans are? Yeah. So um, that was something that we wanted to have in with the launch of overseer. Um, the overseer system is something that we're constantly looking at and planning changes for. Um, and there was definitely an idea on the board for what we were going to do with duplicate agents. So the plan is, and and I actually really like this plan is we now have a code request that's been completed to turn agents into a currency. So all the agents are a currency. And then what we want to do is we want to provide a place, a merchant, uh, a merchant list, something or other. So it'll probably end up being like, a merchant in the world um, at first, but then you'll be able to go and what we're going to put on there is rewards from the overseer system, right? Like say you didn't sure. get the one, the one thing that you wanted from the overseer system, then you'll be able to purchase rewards with the duplicate overseers. Nice. That that yeah. seems like a great plan. Are we also looking at, and I know, I know other people have asked this, are we looking at maybe stacking duplicate agents in some way so so they don't quite fill up as much space while they're hoarding them for whatever thing they want to purchase um i believe that was part of the part of the turning them into a currency is they would they would stack but i am not 100 percent sure at this juncture <laughs> okay i mean but hey, i mean we it's something we can always look into afterwards too. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of the crazy things is like our game EverQuest 2 has like the most storage space and bags that I've ever seen in a game. And it's like And somehow and, they're and, all still somehow, full. Somehow they're all still full. It's just like amazing. It's it's a it's a very special sort of nightmare. <laughs> it's like I have these bags. They're the most bags I've ever had. I filled the bags. It's like someone who fills like the portable hole in D and D. Like realistically, you shouldn't be able to do it, but some player always finds a way to fill the portable hole. Yeah, it's like um, my father-in-law plays EverQuest two, and he's got giant bags. And you look in his bags, and they're just there's no rhyme or reason to them. They're just completely everywhere like nuts and he's fine with it 
Well, that would <laughs> stress like, me out. How, how do you find anything? Well, I don't oh, know. What, what, what exactly do I need? So it's like, oh, yeah. No. It's like, it's that, would, that would stress me out so much. My bags <laughs> are like super hyper organized to the point of uh-huh. where like they're organized by like the first letter of the name of the thing in each separate category. So I can find stuff easily. Like uh-huh. I would yeah. stress me out so much if I, it's like when someone has a computer screen and everything they've ever done, they've just dropped on that computer screen and there's no rhyme or reason to it. That's what those bags feel like to me. That I would be scared. It's, so you're saying it's, it's like my desktop. <laughs> yeah. Your desktop scares me, Kyle. <laughs> it is a stressful it's thing. Got, it's got thousands of JPEGs and, and, you know, documents and like just things you can't even imagine. If you sort by document, it's like, you know, well, there's there's 35 Excel sheets here. What are all these for? I'm just saying there's files for a reason. They gave us file paths for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Stresses me out. All right. Yep. We don't want to spend too much time on my phobias because that will just that will spiral out and then we'll never get anything done. So um, uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about is we've now put the crafting levels back on items, mm-hmm. um, on the craftables for players. Um, what are some of our, I guess, ongoing plans with crafting or, or things like that? How do we feel like crafting is currently in Blood of Lucklin? Well, I mean, so it's been it's been kind of an adventure with crafting because we we at one time had amazing people who were completely focused on crafting and um <clears throat> we don't have that that um <laughs> we don't we don't have that that sort of situation anymore we have a lot of people who have a lot of different jobs and um so the as far as putting the levels back on we had a plan to go through and make it so that all the all the crafting stuff ha- was assigned to specific expansions, and it was easy to tell where it came from. Um, we probably should have had that ready to go before we removed the items. The item level, I mean, removed the item levels. The item levels was the source of bugs constantly. People were constantly filing bugs about them um, because, you know... <clears throat> the way that they work is they're not necessarily accurate for most cases. So, um, but as far as, you know, so we, I remember the first year um, post a a dedicated crafting person, you know, we did a, we did some crafting content and it wasn't super popular and it felt, you know, like it was more adventure content, which is not what they wanted. And we've made a big effort to make sure so then, you know, the next year we made a big effort to make sure that crafting content was in the expansion at launch, not something we added later. And um, we'll be doing the same thing this year. I mean, that's it's the plan. It's on the it's on the on the docket. Um, <clears throat> but as far as we're, we've been talking about a lot of stuff um, and ways that we can reinvigorate crafting and get people excited about it again. Um, and we definitely, it's, it's not something we've decided to just let go. I mean, it's important. We know crafting is important and we know that, 
you know, there's a lot of our players that care about it. So um, as far as future plans, I can't really talk about anything, but um, we are going to try to make some adjustments and try to make it, you know, more of a focus so that people don't feel like it's an afterthought because it's not. Right. Uh, And it might also be something down the road that we end up using the Community Resource Council for, at least for some projects related to it. Right. So I know that the Community Roundtable or Community Resource Council or whatever we've called it in the past, um, we we started it up and like it kind of got let go because we didn't have, again, a dedicated resource. Um, we all have so many jobs um, that, unfortunately, it kind of, <clears throat> kind of fell through the cracks. So, um, and then, so with the, C- the CRT or the Community Resource Council or whatever we're calling it, one of the big hopes is to get some people in there that represent different play styles and different avenues of, of request to, and, and of course, try to get some ideas and, and really try to, you know, brainstorm on what we can do to make people feel like, you know, um, you know, that, that we, that their, their play style and their stuff matters, which, you know, it absolutely does to us. Right. Um, and I think we got time for maybe one question that we can dive into. So, um, how do we feel about where auto attack is at the moment? I know some players feel like it's not quite what it used to be. I know there are others who are feeling that it's maybe a little too powerful. Are we still in the process of tuning that and looking at those things? So the story of auto attack is um, it ha- it's had this metamorphosis over the years and around, I want to say around Tears of Vision, which was expansion 10, it got to where um, it was dumb. Like it, people could go AFK, you know, while they were playing and they could parse meaningfully with auto attack only. And uh, so we made some changes and eventually what happened was, is that it, it kind of fell out of, focus um and we are trying to bring it back into focus um we've adjusted it some with um blood of luckland and we do plan future adjustments one of the big things is is that we have stats that no longer matter um which we don't like people are not concerned about auto attack or flurry um, because, you know, auto attack isn't meaningful enough in the damage process for them to care about those stats. So rather than, we, we, we don't plan on like removing those stats. We, we want to get auto attack to where those stats matter. Um, and uh, we are sort of planning a revamp for some of these stats also because some of the stats are capped. Um, and that includes auto attack stats. So um, it needs some system changes, which is that 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 segues into the fact that we are planning of you know an, an AA revamp um, this year with the with the with expansion seventeen. So <clears throat> um, we're hoping to make 
a lot of meaningful changes there as well. So yeah, that's a. <laughs> uh, that's the answer, I think. The short answer is we do plan on adjusting stuff. Auto attack is dangerous because we have to. There are some classes that use it much differently than other classes, so we can't just make blanket changes to auto attack. We can't just say auto attack is now twenty percent more because then you have you know a class. I mean, for example, I don't know if it's still that way, but inquisitors could just do crazy amounts of auto attack damage, and they had an AA that was like crazy auto attack damage AA and. We don't want to end up replacing tier one DPS with, you know, inquisitors, which might be fun for inquisitors, but it's not really their role. Right. Okay. Um, well, I think that's it for episode three. I don't think we have anything else that we want to hit this week. Uh, like we said, we want to try and keep these short, and I feel like we could probably just go forever with the amount of questions we get. But we're gonna we're gonna split this up. We're gonna end on that note today. Kyle, thank you once again for doing this with me. Um, yeah, I hope you are all enjoying it as much as we are, and we'll see you in game. Thank you very much. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs>